Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we take a not so deep dive into countries around the world. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. Ed's back, baby. Yeah. I like like how you've gone for the, I'm going to put one headphone over my ear. It's one because like I'm pretending to be a DJ. Well, I'm not pretending to be a DJ. I am a DJ, obviously. No, but it's just I can't. You look like it doesn't go through my headphones. <laughs> it doesn't go through my headphones, so if I want to hear my own voice, I have to like, you know. And it's not just because of my soothing voice; it's also because it's really weird to not hear your voice when you talk. You are, you do have a soothing voice. I can imagine you doing like um like med- guided meditation videos. Yeah, that would be good. Can we do a a rooting this... around special? Yeah, sure. Whatever right. floats your boat. Or like reading out a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's not in German. So we've had a a couple of things change recently. Tom got a bad area. Yeah. And Ed, you've been away. Yeah. Let's let's hit Tom first and then we'll find out about your adventures. How you feeling, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks. Thanks for the concern. Yeah. So we meant to record last week. Um, We didn't because I got sick. Uh, I had a bladder slash kidney infection, which was fucking sick. I bet the drugs were nice, though. No, it's good no. antibiotics. But I ended up like I felt really, I felt really ill, and it hurt to wee, and I started weeing blood. And at that point, I was like, maybe it's time I go to the GP. Um, Not even A and E, just GP. Well, no, I was driving up to Manchester, and I was just outside. I was just outside Wolverhampton, and I had to go to an out-of-hours GP in like the scariest part of Wolverhampton. It was. It looked like a haunted hospital, and then. So they got like, fine, whatever. Antibiotics, you get better. But the weirdest thing was that the hospital, they gave me like a rate your visit card. And there was two questions. One was like, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about your visit today? And I was like, whatever. You know? And the next one was like, would you recommend coming here to a friend? <laughs> and I just thought what to write. And all I could think of was, I would never recommend someone visiting a hospital. You only come here for the reason of being sick. So, like, what do you want me to write here? Like, well, and if, I, if you were nearby and one of your friends was sick, and you yeah. were like, "Mate, you need to go to hospital," and they'd be like, "Which one?" Well, well, has anyone ever had that thought though? If you need to go to hospital, hospital, yeah, just look at the closest. Exactly. Anyway, so that was that. But that, that's on. a good idea you've got there. Like, maybe you should have a trip advisor for hospitals. The reviews on that would be amazing. Let's look at hospital oh, reviews. <laughs> Speaking of travel, um, I know <laughs> I know that Kev's been to hospitals in foreign countries, and Ed probably has because he's he's foreign. Um, well, was... at home I have been to a hospital, yes, and I guess that's foreign. Yeah, it's a different country. Uh, <laughs> what's your best travel hospital experience? I have to confess, I. I've never been to one for my own purposes. While traveling, you mean? While traveling. I've been to a number of of them. I don't think I've been to a hospital when traveling. Maybe as a kid, but I can't remember. Well, yeah, I was I was in a hospital in Russia, in Ulan Ude. It was our. Right. First, I've, I'm not sure if we've spoken about this, but it was one of the first days that I got to Russia for the Mongol Rally planning launch thing. And I went in to go and meet our old partners, and I just remember sticking my hand out to shake their hand, and then I just woke up in a in like an Uaz ambulance, 
you know the old school like mm, yeah yeah the i went into a and e i don't know how you would say that in in russian what's accident and emergency in russian well they don't really call it that they just we call it like much like urgent help and they probably just took you to the polyclinic yeah i don't really remember anything because i was just coming out of my my seizing and it's also and all in cyrillic all in cyrillic and it was just it's confusing enough coming to after after having a fit but <laughs> waking up in russia in a in an ambulance that looks like a a drug van um that was scary and then i also went to one in thailand the first time i was there actually i went i went to like two or three i think i got bitten by a snake that i thought was an insect and my shoe swelled up my shoe big, was it was swelled it up. big insect or small snake it was neither Do you not i see thought it? it was an insect bite but it wasn't it was a yeah it was a snake bite so i went to the went to the hospital because my foot was massive and the guy gave me some antibiotics and said it was a snake which was i'm glad did he, did i he have, found out afterwards have, sorry to interrupt you did he have really good english or did he have to act out a snake? <laughs> um, snake, snake bite. <laughs> that sounded northern. <laughs> snake bite. So that was that was fine. And then I also got my teeth done in Thailand. It's not true. really a medical procedure, but that was like perfect, uh, like all, a, the best counts. hospital. Yeah, they're the, they're the best. And then when I was in in Southeast Asia in general and along the equator, if you get a cut. It's really, really difficult to get it to heal properly. And I had a tiny little cut on my foot that, uh, on my ankle, that eventually got so infected that it like infected the bone as well. And it was just from grazing my shin on a Infected on a the bone? Yeah, there's a, I'll, next time we That's see each other, I'll dangerous. show you the, um, I'll show you the dent in my bone. I didn't even know that was Did possible. they have to remove some of the bone? No, it just, melted some of it and then the antibody they like cleaned it up and gave me more antibiotics and yeah you gotta be so careful with like bone infections you can get septicemia and die mega fucking quick yeah but i'm solid mate so <laughs> so that's not a problem absolutely solid but yeah i got i got a big old dent in in the middle of my shin it's horrible i don't know why i've lucked out and never had to go to hospital outside of the uk Oh man, I'm a, I'm just a no. Moron. That's not true. That's not true because you, you you had opportunities to go. You just decided not to. You broke your collarbone in while cycling in was it Amsterdam or something, and then you chose not to go to hospital. That's different. I don't trust. I don't trust the Germans. They might try and you you genocide me. Cut that one out of the gene pool. That's a, that's fine. I know. Fine. <laughs> we haven't got a listenership there, have we? No. In Germany. Yeah, we, we definitely have now. Nice. Um, yeah, they're on anyway. board. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, medical medical history aside, uh, Ed's been away on holidays. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us all about it? Well, uh, yeah, I yeah, went to. So I flew into Poland. Where in Poland? Uh, Warsaw. Very Where did nice you fly city. From? Heathrow. Which terminal? To the Where? Queen's. Oh, the, the Queen's worst terminal. One. Which what airport snacks did you have? Airport, yeah, I can't remember an airport snack, but I flew with the Polish airline lot, and nice. they give you buns, and you get like you ch- you can choose between sweet or savory. It's tomato or blueberry, I think. And uh, I had 
blueberry both times. Very tasty. Very good. And then some what is, water. What is it? Is, is it like is it like a donut? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but more like like a bread bready donut. Like imagine a sourdough donut, but not necessarily as nice. And then like, so they give of... you shit donuts. Yeah, yeah, they sound old. <laughs> yeah. stale, stale shit donuts. But it was still very good, and water was amazing. Um, also, plenty of places to eat like as a vegan which i was surprised I'm, I'm not vegan but like for you um and i didn't expect like eastern europe to have that many places i guess uh, it's because so many polish people migrated to other parts of europe and have it's come really back. unfair come back with like you know sort of what what i, I imagine what i imagine old people there called decrepit western values like <laughs> yeah maybe but i really loved warsaw too first first time i went to poland first time i went to that city as well and i didn't know much about it i didn't know much about any place i went to to be honest like i, I know the basics but like and i know a bit of history and the history for, for poland less so but like for the uh, baltics with the soviet union and stuff but go on walk us through it yeah go on we'll listen well, it was... I'll, sit, I'll sit back with my fucking Russian history degree, mate. Come on, you can tell us that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, like, yeah, like, I, Ed, I know the basics, Ed, but that's all a, I knew. Ed, give us a brief history, Ed, and then Tom can just... <sighs> well, what happened they... in 1484? They just all got like invaded constantly all the time and then managed to free hold themselves hands, of... Uh... Hold hands and leave the Soviet Union. Yeah, what a fucking day. Yeah, long line that. For those who understand. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really know much about like any place and I just got a car in, in Poland and drove to the Baltic States and basically so just you, so you went rent, wild you camping. So you rented a car? Yeah. What car do you rent? It was a Kia Rio. Nice. nice. White. Well, it wasn't very white when I gave it back, to be honest, but white when I got it. Did, well, she shit yourself new. in there. <laughs> <laughs> On the outside. Um, hey, Stranger had, things. <laughs> it had 11,000 kilometers on the clock when I got it. So brand new. And I returned it with like 15 and a half two weeks later. Nice. So, Boss. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you sound like you're really proud of yourself. It's like, yeah, I got yeah. 4,000. No <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, dro- I, le- I left Poland. Um, well, left also went straight to Lithuania because you can like wild camp in, li- in the Baltic states. You can't really do Well, you can in Poland, but it's not legally allowed. Uh, but in the Baltic states, it's allowed. And also, I'm not sure if encouraged, but like they... There's designated places where it's slightly easier because there's like tables and fire pits sometimes really there fire and, pits, yeah, yeah, and shelters yeah. and stuff like that. So when I just, you say Baltic states, so it's Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. Yeah. Although Estonia can be counted as a Nordic state as well because it's similar to Finland. It's oh, complicated. Don't tell, don't tell the Nordics that they'll kick right off. Well, yeah, but yeah, I I really loved, especially Estonia. So good. Yeah, like listening in Latvia were really good, but like Estonia really like when you, the moment you cross the border it looks like you're in Siberia suddenly. There's pine forests and nuts. And listening in Latvia look more Western European in terms of the landscape, but as soon as you cross the Estonian border, there's not a single like regular leaf tree. Regular leaf, I don't know the term, but yeah. Oh, that's very that's very leafist of you. Well, you know. Well, sometimes irregular you, leaves. You you just have to be honest sometimes, you know. And direct. Do you know this? You know this fact about the Estonian flag. You heard about this? No, I don't think so. so. If memory serves me right, it's white, black, blue. Yeah, white on top, black in the middle, blue at the bottom. I think. And that's that's 
they chose that flag because it's like the the national colors in the so it's the, the colors of the landscape so mm. white is like cloudy skies yeah black is like the dense forest and then blue is like lakes and water yeah, there's lots lots of lakes and it's a bit like lithuania i think because lithuania is like green orange and red and it's supposed to i think look like the trees in autumn that was a cool flag choice color what about latvia they just chose it because it's an old flag. Latvia is like uh, the Austrian flag, so just like burgundy, white in the middle and burgundy again, and the, the white is slightly thinner. It's a bit of a an odd one in terms of striped flags. But yeah, so you first country, countries in... Yeah, but I didn't really do Poland. I just went to Warsaw and then drove, like, you can drive and drive just straight through. They've got good motorways. Get to Lithuania, went wild camping the first night, and then uh, just had a spot on my own, really next to a lake. There was some fishermen there, helped them get their boat back, and then they left. And I was just hoping they they wouldn't murder me. Did they give you a reward for helping, like some fish? Well, they didn't catch shit, so no. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. we we had a beer together, really good. Was that your first night? You that didn't was stay in Warsaw. No, I did stay in Warsaw a couple of days with with my girlfriend before she went to. Uh, she got the twenty hour train to uh, overnight train to Kiev. Fuck. Uh, which was uh, that could be an episode on its own, really, the whole experience. But um, yeah, so I, we stayed in Warsaw for like three days, and then I I went to Lithuania first night there, and then I went to the capital Vilnius, and for some reason, in the two weeks I was traveling, I managed to without knowing go to two cities that had a marathon on. So I went to Vilnius and just the day there was a marathon on and like the last day I was in Warsaw on the way back, the day I got my flight, there was also the Warsaw Marathon. So I saw two marathons in two weeks in two different cities without planning it. Which was the better one as a spectator? Oh, definitely Warsaw. <laughs> the, the Vilnius ones, I, I don't know if I missed something or, but it was just not many people there at all. Like there's just people running. It was better, yeah, in a few fences. Wouldn't recommend. Cross that off my list. (laughs) But talking about sports, one of the main things I wanted to do um, because I like football, but I don't like watching like big football where they've got a lot of Saudi money and all that. I like small football, and I decided to go and watch as much football as I can. Sadly, it was international window, so only international teams played. But I managed to go watch. Poland against the almighty Faroe Islands. That was a good experience. It was up the, full up the Wales. Hmm? Faroe Islands. Is the yeah, Faroe but... Islands that mash up all the whales, yeah. yeah. Oh, Whale yeah. mashes. <laughs> but they were actually quite good. They almost mashed the Polish, but didn't. And it's because they didn't have their giant axes and blades. And also a lack of footballing footballing ability as well, a bit. But you know. Yeah, but what they what they what they made lack in football, they do wait make up for in whale bashing so yeah you wait excellent come... whale bashers world champions maybe the return Actually, leg's no, gonna Japan's be pretty, pretty yeah Iceland, iceland's well. probably no greenland's probably quite uh quite good at it as well see i don't yeah. think they bash they slash fair ah. islands are bashers ah. fair like japanese isn't that's and, a whole different ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> it's like football in american football completely different Say, exactly. similar name but you know and then all the people down by the equator are like whale flashers, so they're just yeah. exposing themselves. But that was that was a weird experience because it was a big stadium, like sixty five thousand, and they all they're all very unhappy with how 
Poland are playing because they're really shit at the moment. So it was a very weird environment where you've got a lot of families because they've priced out the ultras. Um, so we've got a lot of families, but That's they sad. all well less fights i guess so if you, yeah if you go to an eastern What's european on? football match you want to see some you want to see flares you want to see topless hooligans and you want to see at least four people in balaclavas in your row yeah but and no hair on any of their heads as as, as smooth as a whale is bald <laughs> as bald as a whale is smooth even but yeah the, the whales are bald as well the young average uh didn't make a difference it was still like just I mean, I don't speak Polish, but I'm pretty sure there was a lot of profanity and um, a lot of whistling as soon as, like, players were a bit shit. What, like, like sexy whistling? Like catcall whistling? Or, no. oh, look at his legs. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be different, like, traditions in the country because obviously the UK is very just like, your mum's a slag. Your mum's a slag. Yeah. Oh, your dad and your mum are slags. That's yeah, the kind the, of... The feeling I got there was more like, we're going to murder your family. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, and that's that, more... and that was with the family concessions. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that, that's actually the kind of the reason why I like watching football in other places, just because it's the same game, but we all kind of like look at it completely differently. Uh, and then I went to Lithuania and watched the game there, Lithuania against Serbia. Quite so sorry, 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 sorry. We need to roll back a little bit. What was the score in the Portu- in the Poland game? Two 0 for Poland. Two 0 Did did who scored? Lewandowski twice, obviously. Oh whatever. The, the one Polish player everyone knows. Do they serve? Do they serve beers in the stadium? This is they what I was going to ask. Actually, what food and beer did they have? So they only had kielbasa, probably. No, no, just uh, well, kielbasa in, in a way. They had hot dogs. Um and beer for like two fifty two euros two two pounds fifty or something like that That's very good inflation had a few myself yeah it's pretty sure it was more expensive than a while ago but yeah so th- that's all there was uh but i do have an incredible snack from lithuania i'm not sure I, I said it in the chat but so i went to a lithuanian game watch lithuania against serbia again culture completely different i got there like two hours before the game which is the same as like when I went to watch Poland and Poland, like there was so many people there. Lithuania got into the ground two hours before the game. I was the only one there. There was no one else, even outside the stadium. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on here? And then I went down to get a snack and the one snack they had, there was no nothing else. Tom, I'm sure you, you know what it is. Surahiki or something like that? Surahiki. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Which is... Uh, to viewers and listeners who wouldn't know, which I would expect is the vast majority of people, it's like imagine croutons but flavored. Big old dry croutons, and oh. it's it's dry dry bread basically with flavoring. But this one wasn't like crispy; it was just hard, just like stale, hard croutons with a bit of flavoring and a little side a dip of mayo with grated cheese that, that sounds very bolted <laughs> yeah but it sounds it horrible. sounds like were they were they long ones they were long ones were yeah. they, so they're like almost like grenki but that's like mm-hmm. fried in garlic and it's delicious and like moist whereas like suhariki like this is a bit nerdy but suhoi means dry no it yeah yeah, yeah oh. suhoi means dry um, so like little, I said, yeah, like I know, I actually have no clue. Dry, but... dry things. 
Like, yeah. like, dry, like dry wine is suchoi. Suchayo vino wine. What is dry wine? Like dry, dry, like just dry white wine. Like, you oh, know, like okay. A, like <laughs> I was peanut, going way too far there like... trying to. <laughs> As opposed to wet wine. Yeah. Yes. So so you had your, your horrible dry nibbles. Mm. Do you get a beer? I got a beer there. Very expensive in Lithuania, I had to, I have to say. Well, to be fair, those countries have more expensive alcohol, like especially the more north you go. So Estonia is really expensive. Well, um, to, try and, to try and cut back on the alcoholism. Yeah. Um, so I met an Estonian there who said it's really expensive here, oh, but all the, the Finns, Finnish people come down to Estonia to get their beer because it's still cheap. And then all the Swedes go to Finland to grab their beer because it's che- cheap in Finland. So there's like a, a circle, well, no, so a straight line of, uh, people going to their like, neighbors to get some beer. It's like the little dangly bit of the vodka belt, isn't it? <laughs> the vodka belt. Tom, did me and you go to Estonia? Not together right i thought we might no, have done no we did we did we went out and met uh jan or the other guy i remember i don't did we i, I feel like we did i remember flying back with you i don't remember i don't remember going there or what we did there we went we went for a meeting with the train man sorry we should give some context to this tom and i were brokering a deal um with a shipping service in in Estonia, and they took us out for for food and stuff. I don't think I was there. No, I thought you were. I thought it was me and you. I went there with John. Oh, what time of the year did we go? If winter. we went, I also went in winter with John. Fuck. <laughs> maybe maybe we didn't then. Uh, but all three of us have been then. That's yeah. That's exciting. Um, Especially because it's a country not many people actually go to. Yeah. In Europe, so, at least. The Lithuania football match. Uh, yeah. What's the stadium like? I imagine it's, it's small, pokey, well, open air. It's you're wrong. <laughs> it's brand new. I'm pretty sure it was like the first game or second game uh, play ever ever played there. It's like great. It's just a massive grey stadium inside and outside. Just great. The seats are great. It's quite. It's not great. It's very cold. It's also like it's got a roof, but plenty of. The architectural style is like it's got gaps in the walls, so the wind goes straight through. And it was warm; it was like twenty degrees, but it was still like it felt really cold. So, not great stadium. Maybe, Polish maybe stadium, that, top tier. Maybe that's the the sort of the unwelcoming atmosphere they're trying to sort of cultivate for the visiting teams. Maybe the visiting team did win like three or four nil. I can't remember, but yeah, can't remember what the score was. I think I it was three nil. I can't name a single Lithuanian. Footballer. I can't name one Lithuanian city. City? I'm sure you can yeah. do two, no. maybe. No. Well, the capital no. is Vilnius. Um, yeah, that's it. And well then and done. the second biggest city, which seems to be quite important as well, is called Kaunas. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. But they're quite presum- nice cities as well, like architecture, like really nice. Presumably, all Lithuanian people do when not playing football is lift heavy things because they're. Really great at world's strongest man, and I assume. Just talking about this today. What? <laughs> I, I went back to a personal trainer for the first time in like two years today, and he was like, "Right, we're going to do some Romanian deadlifts, Bulgarian squats, and started listing off all these." Other... <laughs> what so are Lithuanians uh, famous for? World's strongest man. Is he Lithuanian? It's not. A, oh my god, Ed. It's not like a person that's just designated. The it's, boy- like a comp- it's, it's like a competition. 
they and, get strongmen from all around the world to compete together and see who's the strongest. Yeah, but it's Lithuania good at this? Yeah, really good. Huh. I think. I remember watching it. It's one of those things. Kev will back me up on this. When you were, oh, is it when like you were a reality, like, uh, reality TV show? No, it's like a, a it's a sport. It's like, a proper, you, okay. Yeah, when, when, when we were younger, Kev, Sunday or Saturday afternoon, nothing to do outside, turn on Channel 5, and it, invariably, World's Strongest Man's on. Yeah, you see men that are perfectly round picking up boulders that are also perfectly round. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, how many yeah, times can you deadlift type. a car or something? And they do this thing where they like pull rope and they'll pull like a boat along the floor or something. You know, they do weird shit. I saw someone pull a, an aeroplane. Ah, oh, that's cool though. Yeah. Anyway, that's, they love it. They love it. They love that shit. They also it? really yeah. love basketball, actually. Like those three countries, especially like Latvia, actually. They're massive Don't into they basketball. they have a couple of players in the NBA? I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. Where's that, uh, what's his name, Luca? No, nah, he's from... He's Croat, isn't he? Croat, Cro- yeah. Bosnia, yeah. I don't know Balkan countries, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So what uh, what was the what was the food like in Lithuania? Uh, I mean, okay, there's this one thing, and I think the whole maybe you both know about it because I'm sure it must exist in other Eastern European countries you've been to, but if there's one thing they do right, it's the most unexpected thing. I didn't I didn't fly there thinking, oh, I'm gonna witness greatness. Hot dogs. Have you seen their hot dog buns? Are they the perfectly yeah. round ones that they poke the holes in? Exactly. That's just so smart. Why is this not like that everywhere? Here you end up with like a I mean, I never have a hot dog, but if you have a hot dog, like you have you have to eat it sideways there's sauce everywhere all over your fingers there's you try to like put stuff on and then it doesn't it doesn't go into the bun like it's there they just have this weird kind of mix between bun and almost like pita bread that they kind of you know really? flatten a bit and grill a bit that, that with a hole like... and chuck the, the sausage in it's so good bit of mustard bit of yeah. ketchup but i i see that like anywhere in europe i i've like, I've, I've never seen, seen it, it before. Have you not? I bet never you can seen get it in Luxembourg. I've never seen it in Luxembourg. In most British cities. Oh, what, with the holes? Yeah. Oh, shit, that's a point. McColl's down the road has got him. Really? Yeah. Wow, that just blew my I'll mind. because they've got it. we record in person. <laughs> because I've seen so many, like, every petrol station there has them. Every supermarket has them. And I Europe just thought does. It's, petrol stations a lot better than we do i think oh, i have God, to say yeah. their petrol stations are banging Can't they have a, they even have those well it's like coffee machines but you get your coffee um in like a coffee cup and then you can add your own syrup they've got like five different syrups <laughs> it's so funny that you've been talking about camping and going to see football but <laughs> the syrups going into your coffee which you can get anywhere <laughs> yeah but not at the petrol <laughs> not at petrol stations <laughs> 
And I actually don't even like syrup. <laughs> it's too sweet. So I don't have them. But yeah, I was like, whoa, it's a good Funnily petrol enough, station. That's their national dish is... Uh, <laughs> Syrups. Yeah, syrup. Sips and hot dogs. You Did you try you any traditionally kind of yeah, uh, so in, national dishes? In Lithuania, I went to this place. It was like a bakery. Very old-fashioned but like not in a stylish way it's just like hasn't updated in about 50 years and it was just me and about like the clients wise just me and about 10 like middle-aged elderly women um so like, elderly women middle-aged slash elderly women right okay and and, <laughs> and i was like okay i'm in the right I'm place uh, comma. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this like bun, but I had a couple of buns. It was like bun with cabbage, bun with uh, mushrooms, and then another bun I can't remember. And then uh, yeah, just had that. And apparently it was like specifically from that area as well. Can't remember the name because uh, it was quite hard to communicate there. And then just a lot of potatoes in general, a lot of potatoes. There was this in Vilnius, I think I ate. It was like two potatoes cut in half, somehow like boiled but and right fried <laughs> but personal <laughs> tape no but like yeah boiled and fried so it was like crispy but also very soft and sticky in the middle with a bit of uh, sour cream oh, it was so good sounds like a roast potato yeah no it was it, no because roast potato isn't isn't like sticky like that was it's weird i don't even know how to describe it but it was really good right well it's sold weird, I really didn't, to, be, to, to be honest i didn't eat that much like whenever i was in a city i would eat like obviously whatever i could find but because i, I was camping most at, of at the, the time bins, <laughs> on, the, on the back of the castle where... uh, but yeah when i was like obviously because i'd be camping a lot i ate a lot of pasta which is not as eventful but you know what are you gonna so do where where did you camp? You've only explained one camping story and you didn't really go into detail. Oh, sorry, sorry. So basically, you've got this, an app I use that I recommend to anyone who wants to camp in wild camp in general called iOverlander. iOverlander. Uh, this is not sponsored, us. but if you do want to sponsor us, we're here. Um, where you've got like plenty of spots saved, um, but like it's just a community adding them. And then they can you can like check in. So someone adds a spot saying, oh, I stayed here, it was really good. Uh, a few locals walk past in the evening but that's all and then someone else can come there and leave another comment saying oh i confirm this is like this and stuff like that so there's plenty of spots like spots like that and i basically just kind of on the day decided where i would go i looked at the weather app look where it would rain and go in the opposite direction and then find a spot there and to be honest it was just like two weeks of just taking it easy and just driving a couple hours a day looking what's around me and then choosing the spot at like 4 p.m and then stop set up my tent have some pasta Wait, you're not <laughs> selling sleep. this trip at all <laughs> but it depends what you're after because that's exactly what i wanted to do, do you, i've got a question we're not They're doing just... your meditation just yet ed okay. <laughs> i've got i've got a little question for you ed about your tent situation do you take a two-man tent or do you have to put two one-man tents end-to-end to fit them in? <laughs> See, tent situation's a bit... The thing is, I was obviously flying and I and I had to take all my camping gear, so it's heavy. So I was like, oh, I need to get a tent that is light. You just gone, why don't you just go to Decathlon in Poland? Get a little cheapy one. Well, I, yeah, it would have been a good idea. I just had a one-man tent that 
looks more like a, a coffin than anything else. It's just like oh, one of like them the long ones that you just like, you just fit in. And I fit in, but I couldn't really like, I really improved my contortionist like skills because it's really hard to like get in and move around. But once I'm in, it's really... It like in the car. See, I did that once because it was raining and I couldn't be asked to like get in my tent. And the Kia Rio, I have to say, the passenger seat goes quite flat. It's pretty good, but it's oh, yeah. so bright because obviously you've got a few windows in the car. So I didn't do that yeah, too many. Just wear an eye mask. Yeah, but I did, I, these are things that I didn't plan Put ahead. Shut over your head. Wear sunglasses. Imagine walking past the car somewhere in the woods. There's no one else around. You look in the window and there's some guy lying straight like a fucking mummy with sunglasses. Yeah, they'd be like, ah, it's a Fonzie. It'd be cool. (laughs) You'd laugh it off. On on a serious note, I I was was actually listening back to one of our old podcasts today and someone asked if we had any like travel, travel advice. And one thing I'd say is take an eye patch. What are they fucking called? Sleep, <laughs> take, take take a sleep mask and take earplugs everywhere you go. Mm. I think earplugs would have made it way creepier for me because I feel way more comfortable camping. when you... I, yeah. You, I you hear I... animals and or like noise of birds and stuff like that and then you don't hear anything. Yeah, but you might as well just hear nothing <sighs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Those places might have bears, right? Yeah, but because so everyone wild camps without problem, I didn't. I, I thought I I did see that first, like when I first researched a bit, and I was like, hmm. And then I saw all the spots, and I was like, surely if everyone goes camping all the time, it'll be fine. And I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see anything. Just big spiders. Oh. What big spiders did you see? I don't know. Spider-looking spiders, like with a big body and and fairly short legs. Okay. Do you prefer, would you prefer quite it big. that way, or would you prefer a small body and gigantic legs? I feel I know, like I know that's probably remind you of you. I was going to say it's like <laughs> describing me and then describing Ed. <laughs> no, I'd prefer big body because you can, you know, more to grab onto. Easier. Yeah, and then the long ones you can't as much. And also, it's a lot easier to see. And when there's like 10 on your tent when you want to get in, because you're in some like forest and it's just like they're creating webs between trees and your tent is just like the perfect material for them, apparently. Then there's a lot, especially when it's like moist or when it's raining. And that's why I've slept in my car. I was like, I looked at my tent. It was pissing it down like a storm and everything. And I looked at my tent that I already set up, obviously. And I was like, ah. Because it's oh, one of spiders. Be- no, it's it's one of the tents where you, because it's a one man tent, it looks like a coffin. It's not like a side entrance. <laughs> side entrance. The the door is not on the side. It's like basically your roof. So you have to open it up like a tin of sardines and then get in. So if it's raining, even if it's well designed, there's always going to be some water like going getting in. And I just didn't want to deal with it. So I was like. Uh, and then I saw the spiders and I was like, uh, and then went to sleep in my car. Wait, was, was that really the noise noisy. you made? I mean, maybe I shouted, who knows? <laughs> no one would know in the forest. Actually, I wasn't, even, I wasn't even alone that evening because it was like two Germans, like two Germans in a van. <laughs> so they were getting just, back to their nice toasty van because it was too like 
20 Hello? something girls, 20 years old girls, and I wasn't going to do that. You're a 20 something boy, Ed. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, yeah, like younger. <laughs> you've been Ed. Um, party. Actually, yeah, no, we played we played cards under my sheltered table that I found there. It was one table, so they came over to play cards, but then they didn't offer their warm, toasty van, so I went to sleep in my car. Uh, you could have had a classic Euro party kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Didn't want to. Yeah, I say differently, Ed. And that, let that be, <laughs> let that be uh, noted, people of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. So apart from sleeping in the woods, which I did, I think every, so across two weeks, I had one, two guest house. So the rest I just camped. Two, no, three actually. In in Karnas after the game, I also stayed in a in a hotel kind of thing. But there was one. It was an Airbnb. I booked it because I thought it was going to rain and I needed to wash some clothes as well. It didn't rain that day, but I'm so glad I still went because it was the most incredible Airbnb. I know we've got a segment where we talk about the worst place we've stayed at. I can keep that one for the next episode. It's really interesting guest house in Poland. Um, really weird but we'll get to that later we'll get to that later this one it was just the most incredible thing first of all it was the cheapest so I went there Uh, it was like I don't know 25 no it was 21 pounds for the night it was a hut in some farm um, about an hour away from the capital Tallinn and the pictures looked okay, so I, like very traditional and just an old like wooden hut. But I didn't realize how small it was until I got there, and the door was literally just above my belly button, like it was small, <laughs> like um, Gandalf. <laughs> literally, that's exactly how it felt, like the Hobbit. It was so strange, but the owner was the nicest. Like honestly, I'm so glad I went. This guy was just incredible. Um, and then he saw me and he was like, oh, actually, there's no one else staying on the farm today apart from me. You can have a nicer room because he's got like two other rooms. So I actually stayed inside the main main house with normal ceiling height. Lit you uh, up in a big house? Yeah. I was well, going to make that exact joke. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Yeah, he let me, let me in the big house for the same price and change anything. And he was really like, he's just doing it. He's retired. He's just doing it because he's got a nice big farm and he wants to talk to people basically and he's really really interesting and we spoke a lot he makes his own beef jerky uh had a lot of that very tasty he, he makes it no it's he his neighbor makes his own vodka or something like that so tried that potent but the first few seconds are actually enjoyable like it actually tastes nice but then it just really attacks your your throat um and then we watched Lithuania uh, Estonian TV together so I didn't understand anything and I got talking to this guy and he's just the most incredible guy ever so just in a conversation like that we're watching a TV show of some Estonian guy traveling the world going to visit other Estonian people who live in other places in the world and this time he was visiting that sounds like like the Welsh TV channel like everything S4C would put on there's nothing going on in our country. <laughs> or maybe some people live abroad and go film them. <laughs> to be fair, it's quite an interesting person. It was the... She was Miss Estonia like 20 years ago. And I thought you, there was a guy. Miss Estonia? No, on the, t- on the TV show. Yeah, so the, oh. the, the TV show, the guy go. there's a guy who goes traveling and he was visiting Miss Estonia from 20 years ago who lives in Argentina with some Argentinian 
Um, how do you call it? The guy who put the Drug sticks dealer? at the concert? No. <laughs> Drummer? No. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Flagman? Hmm? The, the, the guy, yeah, composer. Oh, or conductor. Like, there you go, the conductor. Um, <laughs> Air traffic control. Uh, <laughs> drum. Um, boy. So yeah, very interesting people. And turns and just in the like conversation while watching this thing, this guy's like the guy I'm staying with. Mart says, "Oh, I know her," and I'm like, "Yeah, of course oh, you, you know, Mrs. Estonia." I, I was hoping he's gonna turn to you and be like. <laughs> but I, I don't know maybe that's possible we didn't go into too much detail but when he said that i was like oh yeah of course yeah you're friends with her of course yeah you know her and then he doesn't really talk about it anymore and then like a few minutes later he's like oh in the in on the tv show she's just making art like her hobby and nothing like special and he's like, oh i've got one of them drawings and he just shows me this drawing so he actually does know uh miss estonia 2003 really well well enough to have a uh, some was that, art was, was that a vintage year for miss estonia do we know this is where we this is where we need sam to do all of the googling <laughs> so so already that that shows that that guy's quite interesting he worked in tech for like 25 years uh and ends up on a farm building everything himself so he's just an interesting character next day we just talk a bit more and we talk about how he was like living in the soviet union and then traveling and stuff like that and he's like oh well i obviously in the soviet union you can really travel outside of the soviet union but he managed to go abroad once and I was like, oh, how come? Uh, and he's like, oh, well, I went to Korea in 1988 uh, to South Korea, in, to Seoul in, in 1988 to um, compete in the Paralympics. And he is a gold medalist in swimming in Paralympics. What type of swimming? I don't know. As, as a disabled person, can I ask what disability he's got? He is blind or par- at least partially blind because he can definitely see a little bit but he can see the tv well yeah and hear the tv so he's and, and you can blind. appreciate mrs Donia's art <laughs> so <laughs> and mrs Donia, full stop yeah someone someone should call legally bland the estonian <laughs> who, who checked the benefits office on him uh... <laughs> But yeah, so man just went to the Paralympics, which I thought was, you know, what are the chances? And also he showed, so he showed me his medal, pretty cool medal, and a picture that someone took, obviously like a a normal, (laughs) normal picture as in printed out, you know, back in 1988, um, of that someone took of the big screen in the stadium during the ceremony at the start. So he's obviously competing for the USSR. But as a Tristonian, obviously, he's not exactly happy to be part of the USSR because it's kind of an, an invasion of their of their land. So he's waving this really small Estonian flag, for which he got into a lot of trouble. But he was still like, you know, waving his Estonian flag at the yeah, but Olympics. Yeah, he, could, he, could, he could have just said, "Oh, they just handed me a flag. I didn't know what it. I'm blind." Allegedly. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> he oh, could was have. it? <laughs> True. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> that was Did just you a, try on the medal no because it's one in one of them boxes like you know you open it up and it's just there was it real gold i mean it was gold then i don't know if it was gold i, I bet there's a video of the opening ceremony of of those olympics oh. there is of the uh, is 1990 uh, commonwealth games in i mean there probably is but this is the paralympics is that the one where jason statham's in it yeah 
My so my stepmom was in the gymnastics for Wales in in New Zealand. Wales competed under the yeah, world the flag. Common, Commonwealth. Games. Oh, the Commonwealth Games. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So they broadcast that. I'm guessing if they're going to broadcast that, they're going to broadcast the Paralympics. I don't know. It might. I think it had a bad disabilities had a bad press then. Didn't the, they? the thing is, those were the first Paralympics as well that uh, the USR participated in. According to to this guy, because apparently okay, before before then there was no such thing have, as disability. Yeah, dis- yeah, yeah, didn't have disability in the great USSR. Didn't exist. Impossible. That's what happens, that's what happens when you start selling coke in your country. <laughs> Everyone ends up Everyone just... ends up going blind allegedly. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my um, just a very fortunate experience because I didn't have to end up sleeping in a hut I wouldn't fit in and. And uh, I met a guy who was just really interesting watching TV. I didn't understand the show, the language. It's a weird language as well. How, yeah, there. how similar is it to, to Russian? It's not. Oh, it's no, similar it's to Finnish. Finnish, yeah. Yeah, oh. it's completely different. It's the one language that is close to Finnish. It's completely different to Latvian and, and Lithuanian as well. Do you? Why do you think that is? Migration. That's a good good thought. Yeah, because it's part of the Finno-Gurik Right. Oh God, it's gonna get nerdy. So I think Finno-Ugric, uh, their common ancestor is Turkish and Hungarian. Well, proto, like the the languages that would eventually become Turkish and Hungarian, and Finnish come from a common root. Um, don't know how it got there. And then the other Baltic countries are its own Baltic language family. They do seem very similar, Latvian and Lithuanian. But they're not, not related, like, so like they're not Slavic languages. They're their own like hmm. branch of languages. But they all, well, a lot of them do speak Russian, obviously, because such a big influence. Like it tends to be everywhere. Like all the older people tend to tend to speak it. Well, it's actually quite interesting because obviously after the invasion uh, of Ukraine, those three countries and Poland as well are very defined of <laughs> of Russia and. Um, I'm pretty sure they introduced last month a rule that if you live in those countries, but you don't speak the national language specifically aimed at Russians, you get um, expelled from the country. So they all have to like pass a test, a language test of Estonian, Latvian or Lithuanian. If they don't pass it, they they get sent back to Russia, even even though they could have just not ever lived in Russia. Them or their parents. I mean, that law is probably technically illegal under international law because you can't make someone stateless yeah but i do i just do wonder how many people actually don't speak the national language they probably all do to some extent it's more of a like a look we're standing up to the russian yeah no no, no. I, I i get it but i i'm sort of against the idea that you can discriminate against against mm. a whole swath of people regardless of the fact that you know it's, it's russian it could be any country like in turkey the fact that they don't recognize kurdish as an official language is equally as like repotent in my mind and it sort of it sort of segregates and stratifies and creates out groups and in groups and all that nonsense yeah uh, i'm just gonna get my thesaurus <laughs> i guess maybe maybe i feel it a little bit more acutely because wales has a population of people speaking a language that isn't a minority and we fucking bend over backwards for them <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, to some extent, it can actually really be a good comparison with with Wales as well. How big Except are they compared to Wales? It's similar size, it's like 3 million, isn't it, in Estonia? It's actually less. It's like 
1.5 or something like that. It's quite small, but the territory is big. Oh, I didn't do the comparison, but it's really sparsely populated. It's great for, for the type of trip you want, I wanted to do. It's just amazing that you can just drive for like 50 kilometers and only see like one wooden house in some field and that's it. And then a single tube hot dog stand. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere. They still manage to drive by a blind man. <laughs> <laughs> Just struggles to put that sausage in the hole. Oh. It makes it easier though when you've got when you just have to you're working with the end of a piece of bread, isn't it? So yeah, it's basically like, like a, a baguette with go, one end cut. And it's either there or it's at the other end. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that, that that's it for the, the first episode. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you for regaling us of your tales, Ed. And uh thanks for being you, Tom. <laughs> Anytime. See you next week, everyone. See ya. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.